1: My answer is a clangorous, vociferous
0: yes. All right,
1: everyone, gird your loins. Ready
0: to party. And for one
1: moment, you get this amazing gift.
0: Keep swimming, just keep swimming. What, like it's hard? If it wasn't
1: hard, everyone would do it. The hard is what makes it great. When you go to school, like your 10-year-old self is thinking, oh, I'm going to get on Broadway. And I'm going to, you know, be in movies and television. Even if you get on Broadway, that contract, is, unless you're in Wicked, is not going to last forever. You know, you have to really hustle and it is a grind. So I think having been able to really slow down, my perspective has completely shifted about the importance of what life is. You know, life is truly to, to be present, to love, and that's the greatest gift of self-care you can give yourself. <laughs>
0: Life truly is all about self-care and presence and love in your life. And that is one of the biggest takeaways I had from my interview with Jess Q, which you just heard a clip of her from the episode today which was just a pleasure and a joy to talk to someone else. I'm constantly trying to bring different people with different paths to the podcast from your moms to the divorcées to the newlyweds to the the recovering alcoholics. Like that is the whole point of the podcast is us all finding this beautiful thing called self-care the luxury in our lives that we find from that self-care. So if Jess is the reason that you're here today, welcome to the luxury of self-care. Since you're new to the show, I'll give you a little bit of a breakdown We do have episodes that launch every Monday and Thursday. Sometimes it's with a guest, sometimes it's a solo. So be sure to hit that subscribe button so you can listen to all the episodes as soon as they launch. If you do love this episode, at the end, do me a favor and hop on over to Apple Podcast, Leave me a five-star rating and a review. Feel free to talk all about this episode with Jess if that is who brought you here today. I love reading those and sharing those and hearing those. So welcome to the luxury of self-care. From a musical theater actor slash model to a lead stylist with a styling subscription company that was up and coming to a nonprofit consultant to a full-time mom of two. Jess's life is nothing short of fulfilled. As a performer, when others move on from the arts, it's often viewed as giving up. But the true reality is life evolves and priorities shift. I myself have experienced that and have talked about it quite a bit on the podcast. But today we're going to take this journey through Jess's life and exploring all the waves that she has ridden to constantly find happiness on a
1: daily basis. Welcome to the show, Jess Q. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. My first time, my podcast virginity.
0: Podcast virginity, (laughs) yeah. Jess and I kind of came together through the interwebs and we were just saying how small the world is. Have you met anyone like online
1: or? Weirdly, yes. Like so much so, especially in Manhattan. Yeah. When I used to live in, in the city, I think as an, I was an actor and singer and everyone knows everybody, everyone knows somebody. And then when you go online and like you friend someone that you've met, you see that they have connections with an old friend and... It's kind of how we met, and it's just this creepy, like weird interlocking <laughs> friendship circle that just keeps connecting. But um I love that; it's, it's you know brings about situations like this.
0: Oh, for sure. I was just saying that too. Like the amount of people that you know face wise, just being in an audition room. Like I've talked about that with a lot of my friends. Like we show up at these auditions where there were one hundred to like five hundred of us, and as time goes on, you notice all these people's faces, and then. I create something like a podcast and then that, you know, interwebs and stretches these, these webs and and stuff. So I'm, I'm really grateful to always connect with people on an abundance and an array of things. So before you moved, where, what were you doing in Manhattan?
1: Gosh. So I feel like I lived a thousand lives in the 10 years I was on the Island, but um, I moved to New York with a dream um, yes. to be an actress and a singer, and I pursued that for a little while actually. And um, on the side, did modeling, and um, ended up kind of going headfirst into that career for a few years. And um, supplemented that, you know, with the bar scene, trying to get that rent paid when you <laughs> there's a lag in, right. the, in the you know the contracts <laughs> coming in. Um, so i did that for a while and then i actually met my husband matt while i was bartending um at the dream hotel and decided you know i met the love of my life i really wanted to just you know have a a little bit more of like a normal quote-unquote career it was so um random like you get a gig and then you have to get the next gig and you're working at night and um my husband works in finance like a nine-to-five job and i just felt like okay maybe this is the sign from the universe saying it's time to make a shift um, but I was a model as a, as a young person I, I think I started when I was like seven or eight I think oh, yeah. um, so I've yeah so I've had a lot of experience with fashion yeah. so um, and my husband Matt was like you should do something in fashion you have this you know natural um, interest in it and you're good at dressing He <laughs> was like why don't you look into something in that field. So I ended up, um, it, it, long story, I ended up working for um, a company called Bombfell and they are a styling subscription website model. And so I started there as like a packer, like I packed boxes. <laughs>
0: you put together people's outfits.
1: Yeah. Yes. I put their outfits together and then it was awesome because it was kind of a startup. So I was able to really get my hands dirty and mm-hmm. um, learn all, all the types of the business. And at the end I was like their lead stylist, which was really cool. Um, and then I just kind of expanded my career into the fashion world in New York, did that for four or five years um, uh, on the marketing side for women's and home brands. And then my last job, I was working actually took like a complete 180 once I had my, my daughter, Charlie, um, and started working for a nonprofit consultancy because I just uh, was having trouble in the industry. It's kind of like a little bit of a, I don't know not such a wonderful place fashion in manhattan mm-hmm. i mean you've seen devil Wears prada you know how that, how that goes <laughs>
0: i love that that reference comes up <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: it wasn't that bad but it's just a little like vapid i guess and so i felt like if i'm gonna leave my kid to go to work it once it, it needs to mean something a little bit deeper to me um so that was my last job uh working at charity.com um they're a nonprofit consultancy and um I, I just loved it. It was, it was awesome. But then I had my second daughter Adeline and now I am a full-time stay-at-home mom, which is, it's, I can't even believe I'm saying that out loud, but that's, that's my journey at the moment. <laughs> sure.
0: It's, it, there's so many things that I love about that too. So I, I know what you're saying, like, as far as being in that, making, trying, trying to pay rent, trying to do all those things. And it's, so familiar for me, because my boyfriend and I did the exact same thing, or um, I more or less did the exact same thing, got him to finally come to New York, and we were going through that path of everything, and then truly just understanding that, like, I, my priority shifted, like, I was finding, like, I wanted to go home and sit on the couch with him and drink like, glass right. of wine and watch movies, or, like, make dinner together, hang out with our dog, like, all these things, <laughs> and it's, it's just funny how... 10 year old me and I'm sure 10 year old Jess was like, Broadway, sky's the limit. I'm going to do yes. this. I'm modeling on the cover of Vogue, you know, all these yeah. things, you know, like truly. And it's all these things, but like that, that, um, adventure that we had, that sense of adventure. Sometimes I look at it like, mm, now that I'm back in this traditional life. Like, is this, have I failed? Cause I used to look at that right. even as an early 20 year old, I would look at, these girls that said like i wanted to have kids or i found my husband and i was like oh they just got soft or like they didn't have the the fight anymore in them and it's not it's really not the case now that i've embarked on that journey and i'm sure you can speak to that as well
1: oh for sure i think even going and switching careers i had a little bit of imposter syndrome because i had spent all this time doing something completely different um and i was insecure about my role in this new field, but you 're exactly right. I think you get to this place in life where you, you can either continue the hustle because you know that that 's what is going to make you the happiest but i I got to that precipice and I chose the other way because I, I knew in my heart that it was the right choice. I would say for a few years i didn't um, i didn 't feel sad about that choice, but I was a little on the on like the fence like did I do the right thing you know am I going to miss this? lifestyle and this career choice but it really is when you go to school of like your 10 year old self is thinking oh I can I'm gonna get on Broadway and I'm gonna you know be in movies and television even if you get on Broadway that contract is unless you're in Wicked is not gonna last forever you know <laughs> you have to really hustle and it is a grind and I just got tired of that grind and I I just think so highly of my friends who are still in it and working and you know, doing an incredible job at, in their field and super successful. Um, but I'm at this place now, like, where I'm really humbled. And I know that I had my time. I did it. It was so fun. Met some of the most incredible people. Um, but I, I know I'm where I'm supposed to be. But it definitely was that kind of introspective moment where you had to look inside and say, okay, what makes me happiest? And at the end of the day, it was exactly that, sitting on the couch with my husband, drinking wine. Yeah. We just don't have a dog.
0: <laughs> right, we have kids instead. <laughs> but it's it, right, right, but it, it is it's so funny how that is and I think the I think what's gonna be a really amazing gift that you're gonna be able to give your kids is that if they want to dream they can and being able to have that conversation with them and say like, Mommy did this or you know, maybe your husband Matt will brag about you instead I and mean, be like, look at look at what your mom used to do, you know. <laughs> and, and, yeah. Or or your your you know, or your parents or his parents. So that's always something that I think I'll cherish and hold on to. Like I remember I never thought it like so big of certain things that I did, but then I'll touch back in with other people. And you are humble about all the things you've done, but at the same point, it's like this constant hustle, but you're also like thirsty for more and thirsty for more. So you forget to look back and be like, wow, I checked this list. I checked that off. Yeah. I checked this off. I look checked how far that
1: off. I actually came, you know, look, look what I was able to accomplish.
0: So I have to pop on here super quick and tell you guys about this new product that I'm absolutely loving. And it is from the brand Tree Active without an E. So it's T-R-E-E-A-C-T-I-V. And they gave me this amazing yoga matte spray. Y'all, it smells so amazing. It has all natural ingredients. It is paraben-free. It is vegan. It is all the good things that we love here on The Luxury of Self Care. It is made with tea tree oil, eucalyptus oil, peppermint oil, and witch hazel. So with all these ingredients, every time you step on your mat to practice, you are going to be inhaling these lovely, wonderful smells and also keeping your mat super clean. I'm not sure if you realize how much you sweat in some of your yoga classes. If you're not taking class with me, you might not know how often I sweat on my own personal mat, but it gets gross. So having this amazing yoga mat spray to grab and spray on my mat after class, giving it a nice, wonderful wipe down keeps it smelling great and keeps Keeps the longevity of my mat that I have from Lululemon and I absolutely love. So check them out. Again, the brand is called Tree Active. And if you want to get a free yoga mat spray, here's what you're going to do. You are going to go to them on Instagram at experience.tgt. That's at E-X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E dot T-G-T. From there, you're going to slide into their DMs and say that you want to also get free product. It is that simple. Make sure you use referral code LUXURY. That is the only way you're going to be able to get this free product. So you'll slide into their DMs, say you also want to get free product, and use a referral code LUXURY. From there, they will send you this free yoga mat spray. You're going to love it. It is wonderful. It has changed my practice,
1: and it's also going to change yours. But as a performer and as somebody that is given that drive, you know, or born with that drive, you want the next best thing, right? Yes. Yes. And so it can be a little bit of a lonely existence when you're just constantly grasping for the next and you're not staying present.
0: Sure. And thinking about how the city with the most people jammed onto that tiny little island can be so lonely sometimes. Like it really can. So I I completely understand that path and that choice because I was right there. And then my boyfriend and I decided to go into real estate and I was in liquor sales because my job was always promo model, bartender, like, and so yes. I, you know, I worked with the reps, I created cocktail menus. I was like, this is all I'm doing is going up to a place where someone make pay me 80k. Thank you. Like, right. You know, and, and uh, that for me was was more um, secure. That was my biggest thing. My biggest thing that I'm always dealing with is like the security. So I'm sure you feel so much more secure now. Where are you living now?
1: So we moved to Hoboken in April in the middle of the pandemic. That was interesting. How was that? It it was, it was, it was crazy. It was really crazy. (laughs) We rent, well, I got a hotel room with my daughter, Charlie. At the time I was six months pregnant with my second daughter. And basically the movers came in like hazmat gear. Everyone was so scared. Um, So it was almost safer than maybe it would have been like, a couple months later in the summer when people were a little more lax but yeah. everyone was so nervous and we, we we had a great experience but it was it was very high stakes and very overwhelming and i booked this hotel room um and it's a marriott based hotel but i don't know what we were thinking it's a boutique marriott hotel and we, i get in here and it's like probably the size of like a large bathroom oh like the God. room was so small and i was supposed to be in there with my my two-year-old like and oh my god it was, we couldn't go outside because of covid it was crazy but I mean it's fine oh gosh how long were you in the hotel 24 hours
0: oh my gosh
1: but still probably
0: like the longest 24 hours of all of pandemic
1: <laughs> yes and she she napped so that was I was like dear god
0: <laughs> please, and she did that's so good. Well then, and then did you deal with a real estate agent or how are you going through with everything? I mean, as a mom being protective in the first place, I can only imagine being a mom during a pandemic and then
1: moving on top of it, running into right. people you don't know. Well, we we were planning to move in August um, after I delivered our, our second daughter Adeline. And then I don't know we kind of made the decision we wanted to move to hoboken we were really itching for more space and then the you know freaking pandemic we were like yes, yes we definitely need more space um we had a two bedroom two bathroom in the city but it was i mean it's nothing is smaller when you can't go outside it's it's so it's true awful. yeah um i i bought my daughter an indoor trampoline like that's the level of <laughs> get me out of here that we were at yes um so we had decided we were really interested in Hoboken and then I just made it my mission to just get to know Hoboken and search the area. And I found this apartment in January and we just fell in love with it. And we knew it was like a one of a kind gem. So we decided to break our lease. Luckily um, we had been in our old building for, since we've been together. So it was over seven years and they were able to help us and find someone to take our units. There was no like cost issue or, you know, we didn't have to pay extra rent for breaking the lease. And so it totally yeah. worked out. We yeah. moved in in April and I'm, I'm, I just, I love it out here. It's awesome.
0: Oh, so good. It's like
1: the urban suburban, like you get the urban experience where so you can walk on the street with your stroller, go to CVS, do your errands. And then you have the suburban where I get my car and I go to target. Yeah. And, I mean, it's, it's, I love it. <laughs> yeah, my
0: we have looked out there, and there was just nothing. Like, we looked in Jersey City, and then we didn't look in Hoboken. I have some friends that live in West New York as well, or, or had lived in West New York. So it's interesting how, like, everyone finds their borough. My boyfriend and I actually were at the tip of the island. We were at, in Inwood, and we couldn't have been oh, wow. okay. more happy being up there during the pandemic as yeah. well, because... Now I moved back to my hometown in Pennsylvania at the end of August because he joined the Navy. So (laughs) long distance again, we are. yeah. Oh my gosh! But we had that beautiful uh, woods right next to us and we had our dog. So like grateful to have our dog, didn't have to go and like really interact with people. Like we got out, we we were hiking every day. We were in the woods all summer. Like I did not feel like I was in Manhattan except for when we had to go to the grocery store every two weeks and the liquor store every two weeks. (laughs)
1: because everyone needed every two weeks oh my god I was like thank god they had free wine delivery from our wine across the street oh
0: my gosh that would have been great
1: (laughs) although I was pregnant so I don't don't know why sure I wasn't drinking my husband was drinking but anyway (laughs) right it, it was like a crime that I was pregnant during this pandemic because yeah but now you had drinking to drinking was necessary
0: necessary i know everything but we, but also like any form of self care so if you weren't drinking during that time and i know that i had a couple of friends that were pregnant during this time or are pregnant now and what did you say like your favorite form of self care was during pregnancy maybe the first time it was both times or at least this time
1: well my body hates being pregnant so <laughs> just survival Seems to be like yeah. a, a form of self care no but in all seriousness um, sleep yes just my husband taking Charlie and sleeping letting me sleep um that really was it I mean when I wasn't in a pandemic it was like getting my nails done I used to go and just sit there and let them do my mani my petty and I would get like an extra long foot massage because I get super swollen when I'm pregnant I look like the Michelin man <laughs> I gain both pregnancies, I gained over 60 pounds. Like it's, it's crazy. Wow. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really nuts. My body just, That's crazy. it's like, it gets inflamed. It's like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was my, that was my big thing. And now, you know, by the way, I don't know if you can hear the baby, Matt has her, but she's, she's, she's found her voice. We, we should say. It's
0: a beautiful way of saying it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I'm working from home today, obviously. Um, But I think now it's hard to find any sort of time for myself. Um, My daughter Adeline has Down syndrome. So we are actively doing physical therapy weekly, um, early intervention. So she has about eight appointments a month just with that. And then on top of it, of course, we have like her her normal pediatric visits, cardiology, all of this stuff. So My schedule is very full and (laughs) I'm not comfortable going to get my nails done. I don't judge anyone that is, I just personally don't feel comfortable. So it's been really difficult to kind of find my time. We do have a Peloton though. And so that has been like my joy. And I've tried to find 20 minutes every day dealing with a lower back thing this week. So it's funny because I'm not getting that and I'm trying to find another way to like have time for me when that's kind of taken from me right now because of my back pain and it's hard I'm like okay I guess I'll sit and read a book or right <laughs> you know like what take, is that? I actually took a nap with my two daughters yesterday so that was nice oh yeah
0: nice little snuggle time with mom
1: oh yeah snuggle time oh the best and my daughter Charlie's at this age now where she like she like lips to snuggle so mommy will you, will you lay and snuggle with me I'm like of course yeah thank I'm you because I know
0: no that's the best I think like that's the it's the best and the worst because we're girls ourselves and we know that there was that point with our moms once those teen years hit and I can only imagine how it's gonna be with my own one I'm gonna be like I remember this this isn't gonna happen I think
1: I see glimpses of what it's gonna be like Cause Charlie is so sassy oh my gosh she, she runs now? the show how? she's three. Oh
0: my goodness so cute she
1: turned three in, in August um but I call her my three nature because I've never been a more confident person in my life oh she's so confident I just wish I had her. i mean she is just she knows what she wants she knows who she is she's she's awesome
0: I think that that's like all we can really truly want for our kids and and like yeah. making sure that they're socially active by like four you know know knowing how to like talk to other people and and hold themselves their own but to acknowledge that she already knows who she is I think is like what a beauty like thank you I'm glad I did well or or like thank you for this gift god or whatever it is
1: I know yeah you're exactly right because you want your children to to you know know who they are and find who they are and it's pretty remarkable that she's this way so young I think it's just her personality I was definitely not that way I was very um I don't know I was very Outgoing, but I just I was a little bit more soft, and she is like, she's on it. Love that we call it big feeling. Yes, that's a big, big feeling. feeling. So <laughs>
0: she's in August, and then you said Alan was born in August as well.
1: July. Oh, July. so she was actually due. Okay. July, uh, excuse me, she was due August seventh. Okay, but I ended up having a C-section three weeks early due to some complications. I had um, cervical spinal stenosis. And I was getting numbness down my arm from all of the swelling that I, you know, get during pregnancy and I was starting to drop things. And when that happens, they just worry that it's going to become permanent nerve damage. So we all just decided to take her out um, early, which was, which was a lot.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. But how did, now, how did your oldest handle being a big sister? Like, did she, did she understand the pregnancy? Like, did she, was she asking a lot of questions?
1: (sighs) Yes she we were like baby all the time you know and obviously i got really big so she could see it um mommy's just
0: not mommy's just having a moment
1: <laughs> so so big wow mommy is really growing um she really has embraced adeline in a way that i can't i can't really articulate um there definitely was a transition but it was never she never took it out on Addie. she was a little overwhelmed with the amount of people in the house mm-hmm. she was kind of acting out just because her normal was off you know she was sleeping actually in the pack and play in this room while we had family staying so it was just it was just a lot for her and then mommy wasn't home because i had a c-section and then i was in the hospital with Addie for four and a half days she was in the nicu mm-hmm. um so that was really hard for her to like under not understand why mommy wasn't coming home and all, all this stuff but when we did finally come home it was just like shoo, she wouldn't leave the baby side. She wanted to talk, tell, show everyone, just my baby sister, do you see her? Do you see her? I mean, it was amazing. And even now, she's never, ever once, you know, taken anything out on Addie. She just loves her sister. And I don't, I don't know if this is going to sound hokey, but, you know, Addie does have Down syndrome and has this just magic about her. She's just like so pure and joyful and beautiful. And Charlie just, I think she sees that in her. I think she realizes, like, I have to protect this little one, and she's my little sister. And um, it's been more than I can I, I have imagined—the the bond that they, they share. And she's four months old. Crazy. Ugh. I'm
0: like tearing up over here. <laughs> like,
1: I need <laughs> I a tissue. Gotta keep it together. <laughs> Sorry,
0: I'm like I need a tissue. But like truly, I think that that's so beautiful. Um, what a what a gift. I think we're going to say this later because I have so many friends that were like family that have said, oh, like we're pregnant now. And and I keep thinking in my head that we're going to instead of calling it like the baby boomer generation, it's going to be like the pandemic children. <laughs> but, <laughs> totally. but, you know, I mean, I can only imagine for, for those that are still pregnant right now and waiting to have their kids can you speak to on behalf of like, what was the process like going into a hospital and and having your child? Was there any um, restraint there? Or I don't want to say fear, but maybe there was.
1: Yeah. So in a way, I was really lucky that I had a scheduled C-section because my husband was allowed to come with me from the beginning of the day. Um, We tested on Sunday and you just basically hunker down and then 48 hours later you get your results and then usually you have your c-section that day um so he was able to come in with me that said a week before i had a pregnancy scare and so i can kind of speak to that because that was more kind of typical of what is going on right now and i'll go back to how our experience was but um i went into preterm labor a week before my scheduled c-section and i was home with him all day and i you know, drinking tons of water. Like, okay, we need to stop these contractions. Um, and I had back labor, which I didn't have with my first. So I was like, what is happening? Is this labor? Is this not, uh, called my doctor and she's like, it sounds like you're laboring. And the contractions were starting to come every, you know, six, seven minutes. She's like, go to the hospital. We want to try to stop this baby from coming. It's too early. So, um, I had to go by myself. I had to drive myself. (laughs) cause I have two children. And then at this point it was like nighttime. Um, I go in and I'm basically in the lobby of triage laboring. And it was actually quite lovely though. There was a cu- another couple that was there to get induced. And I'm like, I'm like sitting over the chair, like, mm-hmm. doing own, <laughs> like, like doing my, my own
0: yoga, like meditation.
1: <laughs> yes. I'm like grunting cause I'm in so much pain. And I wasn't supposed to be laboring because of my spine. That's the whole point of why we did the C-section. So I really couldn't labor, but no one was, no one cared. Um, New York City Hospital. What are you gonna do? And I kept saying them, you know, please bring me back. Like I can't labor my neck. And finally, this wonderful man, he like marched up to the front and he was like, "This woman needs to get back there now." He like totally came to my defense, and I will just always. I was like, "You're gonna be such a good dad." <laughs> this is first, uh, baby. I was like, "You're just gonna be the best dad ever." Uh, like that was it was so insane. Um, <laughs> But anyway, it was crazy. My husband wasn't allowed to come in because I never got it. I never got admitted. So I was. They were able to stop contractions. It was. Hard. I was there all night, and then I was discharged like 5 a.m. when they finally got the contractions to stop and whatever. But yeah, I wasn't allowed to have them with me, and I know two women who had to give birth completely alone because they, I remember that one week where they were not allowing any partners to come in. It was like the very beginning of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And of course these, my friends like delivered during that time and they did it, you know, they did it, but it's, that's traumatic all in of itself. Um, And I don't, you know, I had a better experience with my actual birth because it was planned. And my husband was able to be there with me, thank goodness he was, because we we didn't know that Adeline had Down syndrome. So um that was a very big surprise, obviously, very shocking experience. And he was there and I I don't know what I would have I mean, who knows what would have trauma what trauma I would have had that would be even worse than what I experienced without him there, you know.
0: Yeah, and our partners really like they know Every single way to handle all of our different psyches, you know, like, you know, all of our different levels of, of emotion and having them around. It's, it's really interesting transitioning out of like your best friend knowing you best or your parent knowing your best, um, or a sibling knowing you best. And then that partner reflecting and taking on that role is, is really, really interesting because going through that and as time has progressed i'm like no i I, like i need my partner like that's the person i need to talk to or nothing's gonna nothing's gonna fulfill me in that same way so having them around just to like squeeze their hand or scream at them or whatever you need to do when you're having (laughs) your baby um they're there they're your rock and that's like you're each other's rock so it's a beautiful it's a big moment
1: absolutely that he's the he's my rock and um you know when you're bar- when you're married you you go through things together and when when it comes to giving birth you're really sharing something that's exactly the same for both of you you know you're you're basically being gifted a new child mm-hmm. and the only other person that cares or loves and and understands what that means is your partner because it's their child so it's this beautiful um experience getting to you know give birth and have that moment together and i just my heart breaks for anyone that wasn't able to to have that um they're stronger for it but my god that's not fair but yeah i I think it's it's so important i'm so glad that they changed that i i I think i signed like a hundred petitions i don't know if you saw those petitions going around during that week there were so many i (laughs) think i signed my my signature like 500 times get these women they're partners because that's what they need.
0: That's what they need. Yeah, exactly. And going back to like meeting Matt for the first time and everything. So you said you met at a bar that you worked at. What was that whole story? I love a good story about like how you met.
1: It's a good one. It's a good one. So, so I worked at the Dream and I worked on the rooftop during the summer um, as a cocktail waitress, and then I worked in another bar as a bartender, um, and. It was so fun. Yes. I, know, I know you said you, you worked in the bars and like, I did. <laughs> it, it, it's really fun. <laughs> it, was a, it was a good time. Sure. Um, but you know, a lot of finance guys would come in and no offense to obviously my husband works in finance. Yeah. So I mean, I would obviously take care of them at the table, but I would just ignore, ignore advances or if someone like wanted to get to know me, I'm like, Oh, I'm too busy. I just was like, not interested in, in guys like that. So Matt actually came in late. I had been taking care of his um, basically entire like desk that he works with, and a guy that was in town from um, overseas was there, and that came in late, and he was hilarious. Like we just started kind of our weird banter back and forth, and I mean, I I couldn't get enough. It was just he was so funny, and he got my humor, and we were just like going back and forth like this. Um, I was kind of like on the dating scene, so I wasn't like as hungry to like nail this guy down you know so i think i was like way cooler than i maybe would have been had i been you know not dating <laughs> um so a few weeks later he i gave given him my number because he ended up staying at, at the bar until like 4 a.m and i did give him my information um and then a few weeks later he texted me and was like hey are you working today i want to bring some of my friends from work and we'll come see you i was like yeah i'm at the bar and it ended up being this like really weird slow night and we sat and none of his friends ever showed up. I don't know if he ever really invited them. I know, never asked him. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love it. And uh, we sat and talked for like the entire night. And the next day he was moving into our old apartment uh, building. And I was modeling at the time. So I, I um, had gone got to a go-see down in Soho. And I thought just like, okay, I'm going to text him and see like what he's doing and he was like, yeah, I'm free. I you know, finished up the move. I'm going to go get lunch. Meet me in the Madison Square Park. And I was like, oh, yeah. Because I had texted him. I was right around the corner. Meanwhile, I was like so far away. So I like hop in a cab, like sh- shoot up to the town to meet him. And um, we had like our first date in the park. And um, we had our first real like dinner date two days later. And it was crazy. He said, I love you. I said, I love you. We looked at rings at six months. We moved in together after four months of dating and then we were engaged by nine months to the day we met. Wow.
0: That's like a very fast process. I just had a girl on recently. It was a, it was a very similar thing for her. She was on a dating show called The Proposal. Her name's Katie yes. Hope. She was just on that episode. Yes, I
1: listened to that. Yes. Yeah. And she was just
0: like, it was wild. Like, she's like, I was trying so hard to control everything and then found him. And it's I really I love funny. what she
1: said when she was like, I, I wasted so, I felt so stupid for wasting so much time on, and I felt that way too, but you don't know what you're missing until you find it. Yeah. So of course we're going to, you know, stay with guys that aren't right for us or what up, like date the losers, because when you meet the right one, it makes sense. Exactly.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. And it, it truly, it truly does make a lot of sense when you're like, oh, this person just gets me. They understand me. Um, you create your own love language like together.
1: Yes. And it's like, who wants to waste time playing games? We were like, let's do this. I want to marry you. You want to marry me? I love you. I love you. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so how long have you been married now? We got married in 2015. So okay. we've been married for five years. Yeah. We had a little bit of a longer engagement, um, which was nice. My sister got married the year after we met, and then I got married the following. But yeah, he's he's awesome. He's oh. the best dad. He's the best partner. I love him. To death. He's just awesome.
0: I love the authentic meets in New York City because I feel like that's what I, I do feel like that's what people move to New York for. Like they moved to New York because everyone was there on a mission. Like you were fighting for something. You're going to make it there. You yeah. can make it anywhere. And it doesn't just have to do with theater. Like it's about every single business. You know, you climb your way to the top, you, <laughs> blood, sweat, and tears. And when I hear the people, I remember how people used to meet organically and how beautiful it was. And not that I hate being a millennial not that I hate social media because you I mean you're very active on social media as well but finding someone authentically when all of us and some people found their love through an app and that's amazing I love that too but we've all done the dating scene on the apps and to find them still organically in a massive city like New York, someone that, like, you truly are, were swooped, like, off your feet by, you were, or swept off your feet by, you know, yeah. I was like, that's wrong. Um, but, like, someone <laughs> who swept you off your feet and, like, really made you feel magical and, like, you found, like, you found what you've been, you know, waiting for and didn't even know what it was until you found him. So I, I really love that authentic meet cute that you found one another
1: i know and i was on those apps and they never worked out <laughs> although when i was on the apps like it is different now these apps are they have like no chill these apps are really in, insane i think i was on match for three months or something and i met, met a guy that i dated for a couple years but now it's like the swiping and like the, there's just too much to there's too many options i think for people how do you
0: Right, right so I and I'm kind of diving down to into that uh, that's my big thing that I've noticed is now we have so many different forms so like even for me and I know that you're speaking to a lot of you know you're doing a lot of like presence on social media and sharing a lot of of your of mommy life and and different things that that you're going through like personal blogging now my big thing is like how do you know which realm to go down it, Because there's so many different things now. Now there's like TikTok, there's Instagram, there's Facebook, there's I don't know. I don't even know what else there is. (laughs) I know, but
1: like Snapchat,
0: Snapchat. Right, that was like the first of them. No, I used to love Snapchat. My boyfriend and I. That's how we first used to talk all the time. Was through like Snapchat. We would send each other like pictures back and forth while we were working, or little like funny. That's so cute. Yeah. That's so cute. I love that. Yeah,
1: it's hard. There's so much that you could be doing. <laughs> you know, I started my blog um, back in two thousand fifteen and it was never intended to be like, I'm gonna be a blogger. It was more I saw other people doing it. I was like, oh, I could I could share my outfits and write about them. That's that's' pretty cool. And I just loved it. And what I loved about it was connecting with other people, though. It really wasn't like the blogging. Part of it, it was more the relationships that I was being in this little community that I've built. I'm so proud of. It's small, but it's mighty, and I just have so much. I get so much joy out of the support and love in this community. Um, especially now since I have Adeline, they've just been so amazing. Um, and that's a whole other community that I would love to talk about. Yeah. But going back to like all the things I should be doing or shouldn't be doing, like TikTok and all this stuff, I'm like, listen, I have barely any time to wash my hair every day. So it's Instagram stories, it's Instagram. And when I have a moment, a once a month blog post, <laughs> that's what you're getting yeah. from me, you know? And I think if you just stick to what you're good at and you're authentic, like it does not make sense for me to be on TikTok. It just doesn't make, I mean, I-, what I? You
0: sound hilarious. I mean, I feel like I can see you being on TikTok and being super successful. <laughs>
1: you think so? Okay, maybe offline will bring- Sure, I love that's it. The theme. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know how to use it. I definitely love it. Like at night, it's my 15 minutes of swipe that I'm just like watching over and over and over again. And then you look at the clock and it's like 45 minutes. Oh God, I just got tick I I need to go to bed.
0: That's so great. No, but it's true. Like what I was saying recently, more than anything, more than not, is making sure that like you're following people that actually influence you back. Um, I think is like one of the biggest things. Like if you're scrolling and it's like nonsense, and you put your phone down, and then all of a sudden you feel not as good as you did when you first started, or you feel, you know, very defeated or depressed, like you're not following the right people. Um, there's right. so many people out there to follow. Just because, just because you went to high school with blah blah blah, and they sent you a friend or cuss, if they're putting a lot of negative energy into your life, like you can let that person go, and when I do scroll like I want to be inspired I want to I know that these words are used and tossed around all the time but like inspired and ignited and empowered like that's what I want to feel if I'm going to shamelessly scroll for a while or I want to see stuff of my friends that are successful or or things about their lives and I'm definitely more of a visual person which I think is why I really fell into the Instagram mantra and like kind of let Facebook go because Instagram was like, oh my gosh, look at like, oh, their tree looks great. Or, oh, this home decor is awesome. Or I'm getting ideas for whatever, Uh, going through that stuff. And then feeling like I can still keep up with people, even if I don't get to have conversations with them. I I feel like I know what's going on in their lives.
1: Yeah. That's why I have Facebook too. It's more to just see (laughs) what people are doing versus a marketing tool to, you know, get people to my to my website but I I think the more authentic you are on these platforms the more people want to see what you're sharing Um, and it's funny as an adult I think like the best thing I did for myself like Mm self-care bringing that theme back um, (laughs) was allowing myself to exit relationships followers that just don't give back what I need to be given exactly what you were saying if you are following someone and they are triggering you in a negative light you should not be following them you know and I'm I call them energy vampires and you know in my life I've been really lucky to have incredible groups of girlfriends um, from all different types you know walks of life that I've I've been on but I have had to like break up with a friend or you know unfollow someone and and do those things and I think that's the ultimate self-care: is recognizing when something does not serve you, it needs to leave. Like, yeah, you know, heart, <laughs> like get out of here.
0: <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's hard to do it too, especially for someone that you know meant a lot to you at one point, and unfortunately, circumstances have changed that. And and all of us have been there. It's not just you. So I appreciate you speaking out about that because there are. It's it, it's sad but true and. Sometimes when they start to affect your platform or affect your business with negative energy, that's like really hard to let go of that. Um, So going back to your like beautiful community that you've created and your blogging, if you want to dive into that a little bit more about how yeah how you found that and stuff and like how you were inspired by these beautiful people that you met so authentically just by being your authentic self
1: well, it's interesting because my platform has changed so much since I started i mean from two thousand fifteen to two thousand and twenty, I became a parent. Mm-hmm. I got married I changed careers like I did so many things, so I really give my followers credit for sticking it <laughs> sticking to it, and, you know following me through it all um I think I did a really good job of making sure that I was putting content out there that like, I wanted to see um, authentic content in the very beginning. When I started this, I was just like posting pictures of myself in outfits and it wasn't translating and you know, because everyone does that. Like, what can I do to bring a different perspective? And when stories came out, that's when I really felt like I started to connect with these people Um, and I love this little community that I've built. And I think when we announced that Adeline had um, Down syndrome, it was like nothing changed. Everyone was still there. You know, when life events like this happen, sometimes you realize like who your true friends are or like people leave your life. And if anything, it was just, I mean, the outpouring of support from them. Um, And obviously family and friends was just like incredible. And I think I had done a good job of weeding out the bad um, in regards to this community, because there are some trolls. People have opinions. They do.
0: Yeah. Sometimes we don't want to hear them (laughs) because they're not positive. Yeah,
1: they're not positive, and I don't need any. You know, I don't have patience for hate on my page, and I've had experience with having to like block a person or whatever. And it which is so funny because I can only imagine what people that you know with like hundreds of thousands of followers have to deal with on a daily basis. Not interested in that. Yeah. But yeah, I I really just want to say that they're just the. It's like the best group of friends that I've never met. (laughs) you know
0: and being receptive and accepting is like very cool I that was something that I've noticed even too with this podcast which is like my little baby podcast right now and I have visions and goals for like what I wanted to become and and what it already has brought for me and it's just like you said it's like it's brought you joy like you love the blogging and you got into that and then you just followed it and filtered it out through your platforms Mm -hmm. and It is, it truly does give back a lot because friends that have come back into my life more often because they've just been so wonderfully promoting it themselves or have been on the show, uh, connecting with people that I haven't met before because a friend of mine is like, you need to interview my girlfriend, like, or whatever, or, (laughs) or whoever it is. And, and yeah, it's just, this is what inspires me. I love talking to people. I love learning from others. I love Including others. That's like one of my biggest things is is making people feel included. And I always hated like being on the outskirts of any conversation and the phrase, Don't worry about it. I don't know if you remember that from high school. <laughs> I remember like people would be having a conversation on the side and then you'd be like, Oh, what are you guys talking about? And they're like, Oh, don't worry about it. And it wasn't so always negative, but it was so rude and I was like So rude. Okay, so you're talking about me is like the immediate reaction of like a teenage girl. Of course but it wasn't always that, but it does feel like that. So not feeling included, I think is like the biggest thing. So connecting with people that you make them feel included in your daily lives, or you share things with and, and have that authentic connection with people that you have truly never met in person. is such an interesting, but like joyous thing to celebrate.
1: Yeah, it really is. And it brings me so much joy. It really is something that I, I truly, from my heart, enjoy doing. It's not like, I'm doing it for, you know, uh, vanity, you know, sure. based reasons, like I'm doing it because I I get so much back from it. Um, and I've actually been connected with so many people within the Down Syndrome Network, and have developed just incredible friendships with other mothers that are going through what we're going through. And that's just been incredible. And And I actually was connected with a woman named Alexis, who works at Stepping Stone School in New Jersey, and they do this free weekly PT program for children with special needs. I didn't know about this at all. And I was connected from a follower whose friend Alexis works at Stepping Stones. And then she gave me her phone number. I mean, all of it, and that's just one example of so many connections that have really led to, you know, life changing moments.
0: The universe has done so many different things. And most of the biggest things in my life that I've been so happy to have happened to me have not been planned. The universe gave, brought them into my life exactly when they were supposed to come in. It has humbled me. It has made me who I am. So.
1: Yeah, it's so true. The universe is working in our favor. We just have to sit in it and allow it to do its job. I think I've really learned recently the power of being present and how if you can sit in this moment and know that you're right where you're supposed to be. When I was, I guess a month postpartum after I had Adeline, you know, it was a new new mom to a child with special needs and learning and ingesting everything I possibly could, but feeling very overwhelmed with this new life, of course. Um, and just in love with her, but wanting to make sure that I'm giving her everything she needs. And so I connected with another mom through this nonprofit in Hoboken called Rock the 21. And she and I were sitting in the park talking just like she had a 3-year-old who had down syndrome and i just had a baby who was uh, you know healthy and um typical and we were talking for like what felt like hours and we had started talking about the universe and the power of the universe and i'm sitting there and um talking a little bit about, about my faith in god and just like i'm feeling this like pull to be to talk to him and like just like lean into this universe and all of a sudden this little boy on a scooter comes like racing by us and he jumps off the scooter and he looks at both of us and he has Down syndrome and he waves at us and he goes, hi. And then he jumped back on his scooter and he like went away. And we both looked at each other and just like burst into tears. It was such an obvious, obvious sign that the universe was working for me. I was exactly where I was supposed to be and so was she. Oh, I'm um, getting like and I've had. <laughs> I know. I know. I tell that story because I've had so many moments where that kind of thing has happened. And I think it's because I've really tried to be as present as possible. I think we get these signs all the time. We're all just so busy. We don't see them. Mm. So I think having been able to really slow down, my perspective has completely shifted about the importance of what life is. You know, life is truly to, to be present, to love and that's the greatest gift of self-care you can give yourself.
0: Oh, I love all that. I'm like, I don't know. I'm just like super emotional this week or I'm just very involved in this conversation. <laughs> I, I just feel like all the all the chills and, and it just brings me so much joy because I don't think that Adeline deserves anyone better than you and your husband. It just sounds like you're oh. going to give her the best, best life that she could possibly get. And she sounds like she's a great big sister too, so... What a beautiful yeah, magical great. family that you have!
1: Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. Yeah, yeah. We feel very blessed. Both my girls are amazing. Awesome. I'm lucky mama.
0: Yeah. <laughs> one that knows who she is, and the other one who's just going to be this bundle of joy that you have only begun to unravel. How that will how that will affect your lives um, in that in that joyous way. Yeah. Yeah. Where are all the great places we can find you? Where's your, where's your blog? Tell us. Uh, yes.
1: Yeah, so I am let's Jeff up on Instagram. Like let's dress up. But with the a dress. I
0: <laughs> love My husband, that.
1: when I decided to start the blog, we were like trying to figure out what the, what the name was going to be. And we were in bed and it was probably like 11 at night and we were just like silent. And all of a sudden he's like, what about let's dress up? Like dress up, but Jeff. I was like, oh my God. brilliant. We, like went to bed. we nailed it. That's <laughs> nailed great. It. Oh,
0: I love that. I didn't even get it at first until you said it like that. And I'm like, oh my God, I love that.
1: Yeah. Um, that's that's the whole thing. And now it's like, I should probably change it because, well, I will say I do talk about fashion, but it's, it's more like, this is my crazy outfit that I wore to school drop off today, but the shoes are cool. So here's a link. Yeah. Um, no but so let's just up.com let's just up on instagram and i do have a facebook page i'm on tiktok so maybe you guys want to start following me on tiktok so that i can make some ridiculous content since you think i'd be so well suited for the app
0: (laughs) you could do it with all your fashion stuff like you said even like you just said doing like the funny outfits and things that you have that you wear to drop your kids off but you, you can do it still for a plug but do it within the tiktok world
1: Maybe. I should do that. That's a great idea. With
0: like funny video. I don't know. I just feel like you have a creative mindset for that. You might as well indulge in an, another thing.
1: <laughs> I just had another thing to my just plate. And thing, yeah. That runneth over.
0: <laughs> right. I'm always talking about that. So the cup runneth over with, with gratitude, I'm sure, for you on your end. But also, it, there's so many different things that we're doing. You know, we're working on these blogs and. But when I come so home, so much work that it,
1: goes into it, like so you, especially with podcasting. Especially, I mean, you have every platform to have to promote. You have to edit the videos. You have to get the, the talent.
0: You're the talent. Yes, same the way. talent. You're the, the talent. talent Thrives. You are the talent. No, exactly. I, I didn't talk about that. I say, like, I work really hard to get good guests, and it's it's people that I want to promote. That the worst, the hardest part is truly is like some of my best friends. I'm like, what? Now we could talk about anything; it would be totally interesting. So, like, what do we want to talk about, or we're just going to talk for four hours and
1: you know, no one's <laughs> going to listen to that whole thing? <laughs> That's so true. Oh, uh, you have to like weed it out. If I talk to my best girlfriends, we are we have this app called Marco Polo. Do you know? Yes,
0: love Marco Polo. <laughs> I
1: love Marco Polo. It is awesome. It's really a like authentic way to staying in touch with your friends with yes. FaceTime, but I never have time to actually like. Like, doing this with you, we had to, like, move stuff. My husband's, like, wrangling the children. Like, it's so hard to just find the time to just, you know, join a call with the kids. So I love Marco because you can leave a message and watch it whenever you're ready. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, I do. I One of my buddies that was on here said, oh, Marco Polo is my favorite because it's, like, the way that I actually keep in touch with people I care about. Because of the same thing. He was like, it's truly, honestly, because then I can leave you a message, and then I get one back from you, and I can watch it while I'm on a walk, or I can listen to it while I'm in the car and, like, see you and watch you instead of, you know, listening to Christmas music 24 hours a day, which I also love doing (laughs) this time of year. But, like, it's a nice nice break. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it's a nice break. But that's why I got into podcasting in the first place. Like, I was listening to so many podcasts myself on these free times, or I was doing Marco Polos with friends because... As you know, New York is a city where even when you live in Hoboken and someone lives on the Upper East Side, it takes months
1: to see each other. Oh yeah. Yeah. You could even be like neighbors. (laughs) Sure. It's it's crazy. It's so true though. But the closer you are, the the more for granted you take it so you don't reach out as much, right?
0: Right, because you think eventually you'll run into each other. Half the time for me, my catch ups were like, oh, we're at the same audition oh, we're, we're going to yeah. go to the call back tomorrow. Let's go okay. get lunch.
1: Yeah, let's go get yeah. lunch. Do you need if we ira- get cut, we'll go get lunch. Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: Well, I love all that. We'll have to make sure that everyone follows you on all of your platforms. And I can't wait to, I need to tune into your blog now. I haven't gotten a chance to like really dive into that. Do you send out a newsletter yeah. with it at all or no?
1: I did. I took some time off for maternity leave, which As I'm still kind of on. I'm thinking maybe like in Q1, I'll get right back on the horse, but Um, my main platform right now is, is, um, Instagram. I do have some shops in my blog though, that I always link from my stories. Um, but yeah, check out the blog. I got lots of recipes. I'm
0: so excited. Well, I was so glad to connect with you and I can't wait to check everything out and I'll share all of your, all of your things in the show notes. So everyone can follow along with me.
1: Well, thanks for having me. This was so fun. I know
0: mommy, I know mommy duty doesn't, doesn't go on hold for too long. So I know you need to get back. I know, but you know
1: what? This was self-care for me to get to do something that was totally for myself. Yeah, my God.
0: I know, right? We put on a nice sweater, put on some mascara, (laughs) get it feeling
1: good. A little mascara, a little dry (laughs) shampoo on these. I love that.
0: (laughs)